My name is David J. Harris, Jr. Join me and millions of Americans around the country as we embrace liberty and freedom. This is the David J. Harris, Jr. Show. Hello, friends and family from around the country and literally around the world. This is uh, another episode on this Monday, TGI Monday. I always have to say TGIM because we've got to be thankful for every single day that we're given, even in the middle of the chaos and all the confusion and all the misinformation that's out there and the conflicting viewpoints that we continue to get from uh, the White House, from Joe Biden himself, from his press secretary, Jen Psaki, from uh, uh, from the Pentagon. It's it's uh, I was just watching actually a clip of uh, the spokesman for the Pentagon sharing what they believe. It's 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 insane to me that they are positioning this to be a win for America the way that they've just withdrew from Afghanistan. It is the 31st in Afghanistan right now. And uh, we have had our last plane leave Afghanistan. And we know that there are hundreds, potentially thousands of Americans that are still in Afghanistan. We've seen the Taliban flying our Black Hawk, Hel uh, Black Hawk helicopters now. They have Chinook helicopters as well. Uh, I, I got to tell you, I got to be honest with you. I was I was furious. I was so beside myself earlier. My blood pressure was through the roof. I needed to call Victor Marks. I said, Victor, Victor and his team, the coalition that he's a part of, they have boots on the ground. They've got people over there. They've been conducting operations. Maybe you heard about Pineapple Express, the successful operation of, uh, of veterans that put themselves out there to go and do these rescue missions. He's been behind the scenes with him and his COO of All Things uh, Possible Ministries, Jeff Teagues. Jeff is a uh, former special ops uh, former Delta, and that's that's a very very uh, high ranking. There's very few Delta uh, have have ever been at Delta uh, in the United States. These are two of the baddest men on the planet, I believe. Uh, I know, and I had to reach out to Victor. I talked to Victor, and he talked me down, friends. I was my wife was saying, "What's this all mean? What is this going to come to? What does it look like?" And everything that I shared for her to her, just it's like what. Is it the end times right now? And when I talked to Victor, he helped calm me down and give me some perspective as to what's happening. And then he got Jeff Teagues on the phone and it calmed me down even further. And this is what you're not going to hear from the mainstream media. This is what I haven't heard on anybody else's platform. I haven't heard it from the mainstream media. This information that I'm giving you today and that they are going to bring you today is the information that all of us need to take in. We need to process it. We need to understand, look at it from this perspective that they're about to lay out and then pray. And then uh, at least I think uh, for me, it went a long way to helping me feel a lot calmer about what is taking place right now, even though it looks like it's absolute chaos. It is chaos. Looks like it was going to be massive bloodshed. We don't think that's what's going to take place. And you've got to hear why. So uh, quick shout out, because I've been forgetting to do this. If you love my show and you like the information and the ability that I I bring you guys the, the information that I bring you. Please go support Mike Lindell. Use the code TRUMP2020. We still believe that uh, Trump needs to be our man. He, we need a commander-in-chief in office. And Mike's taking a lot of flack. He's taking a lot of hits. But um, you know what? He keeps on pushing forward, and he loves my show. He's the number one sponsor for my show. So please go to MyPillow.com and use that code TRUMP2020 when you do. Find yourself something nice. All right, without further ado, I want to bring in my special guests today, Victor and Jeff Teagues. Victor Marks and Jeff Teagues, my brothers. Yeah, it's a little it's a little uh, squ squashed there. Yeah, there you go. I got you both in the view now. 
How are you gentlemen doing today? I think good uh, compared to the, the, the level of intensity we've been running, uh, doing these operations, trying to get people out, working with the coalition. And we really do big shout out to uh, our friends who uh, some people will never know the stuff that they've been doing. And we're grateful. And then also we're, we're thankful for those who've been praying and really working behind the scenes through prayer and support. So thank you to all of them and to you, brother, for helping get the truth out. Well, it's a it's it's a small part to play, but I'm I'm, I'm willing to pay it. Um, what you guys are doing and the coalition that you're part of, uh, you you have a better viewpoint from all of us. If we just look at what's taking place right now, uh, I shared a video. I'll, I'll share this in a little bit. Um, but uh, I want I want to start off with this. Jim Saki was asked this question about the lives that we just know are lost, were gone forever, based on the decisions, the sloppy withdrawal of Joe Biden and his administration. Uh, and basically, she said that the lives lost doesn't compare to the progress. I want to get your feedback uh, on this and then as it stands on, on the issue of losing these these amazing heroes lives. So many of them far too young. And if they're American force, if there's American citizens left, we're going to stay till we get them all out. First of all, I think it's irresponsible to say Americans are stranded. They are not. We are committed to bringing Americans who want to come home home. We did not get everybody out that we wanted to get out. Well, that was uh, the uh, the first clip I wanted to bring you. I've, uh, again, my mind's a little bit all over the place. So they didn't get everybody out that they wanted to get out. I'll get over to the other clip next. Um, speak to this issue. Do you know, do you have a, an approximation of how many Americans are still left in Afghanistan? I know that's on my heart. That's got to be on so, the, the hearts and minds of so many people around the country. How many Americans is your best guesstimate? Uh, rough estimate or, or as best as you have are still stranded now, absolutely stranded in Afghanistan. David, our, our estimate is between two and 3,000 Americans are still there. The, the Biden administration continues to put out this number of, of about 1,000. Uh, but again, even from the start, you've heard them say things like those that want to leave. I mean, even, even from the beginning, they were already shaping the narrative to have an excuse for leaving Americans behind. You know, when you were talking about the spokesman, Saki, talking about things are better than they were, it's it's not over. And I don't understand what that what that metric is. We are about to usher in an entire new phase of world affairs with pretending that the Taliban is a legitimate government. So, you know, we'll, we'll talk more about that. I, I do. I do want to uh, just highlight these men and women that have been on the ground overseas behind the scenes getting this done. It's an honor for Victor and I to be able to have a platform. We're, we're, we're friends with you and we, we recognize a an opportunity that we have is to is to share their stories as well. So there are still men and women forward. This is a whole new phase. The, the phase of the house is on fire and everybody rush to put it out and, and all the mess that happened in Kabul, that is over. over. And now we've got a long game and quite honestly, the Taliban has done a much better job of shaping the rules of that game than, than we have. I don't think Americans, and I am sorry to say our government has not thought it through at all. No, I don't think they thought it through or they knew what was going to happen. Again, we'll, we'll get into, I think, the long game that you explained to me earlier that the Taliban is playing and why it gave me some uh, some relief to not feel that we're now going to all of a sudden see Americans being slaughtered murdered, executed on video, and then those shared all over social media. 
Uh, that's what that was my fear. I know that has to be a, a lot of people's fear is that we're we were going to see that um, break down. Go ahead. Let's since we're on that let, break down why that doesn't seem to be what is going to take place. Why? If we have the fears, the concerns of seeing American citizens that we now know are left behind, thousands that are left behind, and our Afghan friends, our allies that put their life on the line to help us and to help bring stability to the uh, to the region there in the Middle East and Afghanistan, why isn't it that we will see a massive bloodbath right now? Because that's what I was fearing. <clears throat> well, before Colonel Teagues gets into it, I will say this. There are people that are going to die. That you know, We want to preface what we're going to say. But there's there's an intentionality in what they're doing. This is not it's not like ISIS in Iraq when we were there and they invaded and it was, you know, everything was out of control. Taliban has thought this out. They've been planning this for many, many years. This is a dream come true. And um, they really want to be recognized as a legitimate world power to come to the table. So what's about to happen is already well thought through. And uh, Colonel Teague's explained it, but we can pray for just complete chaos inside their camp. That's that's very important. Yes, it is. And if you're just joining us, I'm speaking with Victor Marks and Colonel Jeff Teagues. Both of them are uh, part of All Things Possible Ministry. They are uh, working with boots on the ground, have been have been uh, have successfully uh, conducted some rescue missions and we're in the process of doing a lot more. They're still doing a ton. Uh, I've been giving a lot of financial support. I've said that all the profit from my merch, merchandise sales from DavidHarrisJr.com are going to this organization and one other one that I know are doing things on the ground. But I really think that, uh, Victor and, and Jeff, you and your group, your coalition, uh, you seem to have a really good handle on what's happening now and what's coming next. So, Jeff, get into why we we probably won't see just a massive bloodbath. I, again, any casualty, any any murder of an American citizen at this point to me is blood on Biden's hands, blood on Kamala's hands, blood on, on general Milley's hands, all the administration. None of them had the gumption or the gall to stand up to Joe Biden and say, this, this plan does not look like, like it's going to be beneficial or that we're going to be able to get all of our Americans out. To me, it's blood on their hands. So any, any more period is absolutely just, it's, it's too much, but as far as a massive just slaughter every American that's still stuck in Afghanistan, speak to why you don't believe that's going to take place. Let me let me use some some simple terms that, that people can understand. David, this is a seller's market. Okay, and what are we selling? We're, we're, we're selling humans. So what, what the Taliban has been putting into place through, throughout the last couple of weeks, and especially in these last days as this debacle ensued, trying to get people out of Afghanistan, they began to establish themselves as a legitimate ruling class in Afghanistan. We've had Taliban in the control towers helping clear air aircraft fr from, from day one. Yeah. We have had Taliban looking at our manifests, approving who can come and who can go. We have had Taliban as the ones that have been working through. When you, when you hear about these Americans that are on the ground, very few Americans, if any, David, are actually getting out into Kabul. It was these years of relationships that these special forces, NCOs, and soldiers had, had created with these Afghans who are now part of the Taliban that are still having that friendship and that work where they were going, the Taliban were going into Kabul and getting Americans and escorting them to the gate and then handing them back to Americans. So they've, they've already established this status quo 
that we're recognizing. Uh, President Biden, this administration, has already established this status quo on meeting their demands, going to the tables to negotiate with them, shifting red lines. And we can already see when we're talking about a seller's market, how they're going to manipulate the market. So when that when those bombs went off in Kabul and, and the Americans and the other people were, were killed, that was a very concentrated, deliberate move by the Taliban in coordination with ISIS-K, in coordination with the Haqqani Network, in coordination with Al-Qaeda to show there's a there's a there's a meaner baddie on the block. And we are both working together to fight ISIS-K. Right. No. That, how did ISIS-K get there? How did that bomb get in place? It was all coordinated and orchestrated. By the Taliban, they're going to use ISIS K. They're going to use Al Qaeda as the bad guy, and try to hold themselves up as the hero. And you can see this is already in play. So what we have predicted also is, as they've closed off the borders and as they've closed off Kabul, one of the things that Taliban is recognizing is for every Afghan that leaves, starting a few days ago, for every American that leaves, starting yesterday, and definitely in play today. That's money out of their pocket. So there's a new market in play, and it's humans. It's going to be Americans, and it's going to be Westerners, and then it's going to be our Afghan allies. And we're already seeing that in play. These negotiations are already happening. All these men and women that that have been on the ground and working this network, it's all pivoted now to negotiations and purchasing and buying and buying manifests and getting approvals to land on different airfields scattered around Afghanistan that is 100% in control of, of the Taliban. So the, the Taliban is going to demonstrate that they are a capable organization. They're going to demonstrate that they can control their people. They can control their military. Uh, they're going to blame these atrocities as they want to spike the market on ISIS-K and Al-Qaeda and, and that type of thing. So we're going to see bloodshed. We're going to see atrocities, but they're going to mask it behind a third party partner and try to come in and demonstrate that they're the guys with the white hats. So one of the things that your audience needs to know is uh We've got the experience in this last several years, six years in Iraq, in Syria, dealing with ISIS. All Things Possible Ministries has been there. We're still there. We have safe houses that we've used. And we saw this approach to gaining. It was one of the it was one of the biggest source in the beginning. Financial flows into ISIS was the selling of captive sex slaves, specifically uh, Yazidis. So. It, it is a. Uh, it's just. It's right out of the playbook, and there's a way to fight and combat this, and for us to win. But it's going to require leadership. It's going to require unity, and uh, that's one of the things that we're hoping for, especially in the nonprofit sector where people are going to rush. Uh, we were one of the first that said, "Stop, everybody, stop. No one's getting out. There's no." Afghans getting out, stop going to the airport, it's sealed. And even reports of a, a bus with Americans uh, trying to come and who couldn't get in because the airport was sealed. They're just trying to evacuate Amer uh, American military. So we're in the next phase and we've, we've told people contacting us, which man, we're inundated. We're inundated with individuals still behind enemy lines. We're inundated with nonprofits. <clears throat> People who have plans that they it's they think they're plans, but they're not. And we're we're poking holes in it and trying to help lead people all to go, let's stop, let's pause for 72 hours, stop our ground operations, 
and find out what really is going to happen next. And that's what we want the American people to know. Um, everybody needs to pause and a real plan of action coordinated. Uh, we're, we're on a plane tomorrow and we're thankful for the opportunity to meet with uh, certain people who made a difference early on in this last 10 to 12 days. Um, and then other people need to just recognize there's got to be a control and a command position for coordinated efforts for, for the best outcomes possible moving forward. Yeah, well, uh, that's exactly what I had to do. I had to pause. <laughs> I yep. was, um, again, like I said, my blood pressure was through the roof. Um, and I'm already on blood pressure medication. Uh, I can't imagine what you guys, I mean, again, you guys are two of the baddest guys I know, um, you know, former vets, you know, uh, uh, Marines Delta and just, but just, you seem to just have a, you, you obviously have a clear picture of what has taken place. And for so many of us, this is like all brand new yet. Is it safe to say we've kind of been here before, not to this extreme, this level of, of we're literally now negotiating with terrorists, but we're also now, it sounds like Jeff, what you were sharing is this terrorist organization, the Taliban, they actually want a seat at the table. They want a seat at the G seven summit. They want to be recognized as a world leader. And so they're going to try to play nice and then blame all the other dirty work that happens on these other subgroups. Um, ha have we been here before other than this level of them reaching that type of uh of, uh, of a seat at the table, which is what it looks like they're going to get. You know, I, I, I don't, I, I can't think of anything at this scale, but, right. but you, but you've seen the pendulum shifting, right? Like, uh, Che Guevara somehow became a hero to academics. Uh, Fidel Castro somehow became a hero over time. So the, we've seen this happen over decades. And that's where I'm saying, David, we're behind the ball. This has been in play for decades. Every time the Taliban demonstrated that uh, that the Americans were uh, committing atrocities and war crimes and highlighting all these things, and every time that the American press continued to highlight all of these mistakes, you know, and then even what's happening within the United States, pe people need to understand what why this is even taking root. We have lost the ability to recognize who wears the white hats and who wears the black hats. We have spent the last 20 years, as many of us have going back, been going back and forth overseas to fight true evil, absolutely cutting the legs off of the United States. We, many people in the West, many Americans do not consider that we're a noble nation. They don't consider us a nation that was built on noble ideals. So there are too many people out there in positions of influence that don't see you and I, conservatives, especially Christian conservatives, any different than the Taliban. So when you when you've leveled that playing wow. field, when you've when you've made it that this lopsided playing field level, it's a logical progression to what we're having now. And then it's the same thing with the level of greed. And that's what I'm counting on. David, I'm counting on the greed and the ambition of the Taliban overriding their bloodlust, their 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 need for revenge and their need to comply with this radical Sharia law that they're going to employ. Like Victor said, there's going to be violence there's going to be the atrocities that we're going to see, but I don't think at the scale because we have nations poised, specifically China. We have, there are nations poised to move into Afghanistan and harness resources and, and, and build industries. We, we looked the other way at Chinese atrocities for decades. Anyone care about the Uyghurs in China? No, no nobody cares about them whatsoever. 
So China's going to move in. You're going to see this level of, of capitalism, kind of feigned capitalism, because there are some resources to be harnessed in Afghanistan. But you know what the number one resource is? Opium. And we have spent 20 mm. years in a in a huge fail yep. trying to shift the opium market in Afghanistan to some other, other kind of product or crop. All that's gone. Opium's coming back on the table. I can guarantee you the Chinese and, and other adversaries that we have across the globe are going to do in Afghanistan the same thing that they're doing in Central America and in Mexico right now. Yep. They're going to build these synthetic drugs, and it's all going to become pouring in. So the Taliban's going to build itself in a legit as as a legitimate ruling organization. They're going to build themselves as somebody that that the world should do business with. We're going to pretend that they're equals to us. All the while, they're going to be undermining U.S. safety and security with all of this nonsense that's going on in our in our own infighting. And then you can see you're going to be able to see more and more drugs coming into the United States. I, I, and I will predict what we saw previously with these deaths, overdoses, it's, it's, going, to it's, it's, it's going to increase. So it, there isn't just this idea of they've got the corner on the market with selling the freedom of the Americans that are left behind, the Westerns that are left behind, the Afghans that are left behind. They, they've got the corner on the market when it comes to any one of these concepts. And if anyone thinks that the Biden administration has thought this, like, do you, does anyone really think the Biden administration is one or two steps ahead of what it is no. we're talking about? They don't even want to acknowledge it. I didn't see what happened with the hurricane. And, and my, my, my heart is with anyone down there that, that suffered yeah. with it. But it couldn't have been as bad as it could have been. Otherwise, I, I would have noticed it as we were going about our day. The best thing that could have happened to the Biden administration is a terrible hurricane down in Louisiana, wiping out, you know, what, what, whatever it could wipe out in its way so he could shift focus. It, 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 Which and, is what he's trying to do. Keep our eye on the ball. This is a long game. The evasion and, evac and evacuation plans are, are in place. There's a pause with them. We're going to start to see people moving through different ground routes to try to get out, especially those that the, Af uh, that the Taliban is not going to let out. There are definitely people on a hit list that they that they they've got their comeuppance as, as far as the Taliban is, is is concerned. We're talking about judges. We're talking about human rights lawyers. We're talking about you know high-ranking officials in the military. They're not. We're not going to be able to purchase their freedom. There's going to have to be other mechanisms to get those out, and those are well underway to be built. And then we're kind of in this tactical pause to see how quickly these negotiations and these purchasing of freedoms can take place and really what that market's gonna look like. It's already started. So David, hearing this again, how does it make you feel? How does it change your, your mindset? Well, you know, it is a uh, interesting, I'm not normally getting asked questions on my side, but I appreciate it, Victor. Uh, it definitely, as I said earlier, it helped me to, it lowered my fear of just all of a sudden now starting to see, I, I shared with you some of the videos you know, that I've seen that I haven't showed that I could not show some of the videos that I've seen of what, whether it was I, most likely ISIS with the cutting off of heads, the way they were treating people like cattle, stringing them up. I mean, I couldn't show that on any social media platform, um, but I've seen the pure evil and the way that they do not look at infidels, anybody that's not them like humans. We're, we're like cattle. It's like you'd see in a butcher market. So my fear is my fear was that we're going to start to see this on a massive scale, but it's going to be Americans. That's going to rile up so many Americans against our own 
current administration that could lead to, you know, martial law, which could lead to civil war. I mean, the, my head was going all over the place. So now to actually hear that, oh, the Taliban actually, they're sitting on, you know, a gold mine of being becoming millionaires, billionaires, a lot of the heads of them. And they want that over just the, you know, ruthless, senseless slaughter. You know, it, it appeased me some to understand that hopefully we're not going to see that massive, you know, just a massive bloodbath. But at the same time, it's like, well, what's coming down the road? So yeah. is it now 10, 20, 30 years before they are, you know, jumping a time machine 10, 20 years down the road? They're they're at the G7. They're a world leader, but they're still terrorists. They still want to take over the world. They still want, you know, Allah to be worshipped by every person on the planet. And so is it something we're passing on to our kids? Is that what Biden did? Is that what this administration did? They just basically gave a big, you know, stepping stool, a big leg up to to our enemy uh, to get get where they ultimately want to go. Yeah. Initially, initially it brought me down a level. But when I think about it still in the grand scheme of things, the overall view, it's still the same. It's still the same tension. There's some more reservation there, but it's like it's a long game. That means we have to fight. We've got to prepare. We've got to plan. We've got to strategize. We have to know exactly who we're working with. And then we need like you guys are and like you guys have some billionaires that have reached out to you, Victor, because of you and your team, Jeff. and your your leadership and putting things in the right perspective and not just saying, you know, give, 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 and then we're gonna go. You're like, no, we're gonna plan everything out and make sure that we've got strategy on the long game. And then we just are believing that God's gonna bring the funds as we need it to do it. It's like you guys need funds, yeah. you need as many as possible, but we need to make sure we're supporting the individuals that have the leadership, that have the scope that have the wherewithal, the planning to do things right. And that's why I believe you guys are the tip of the spear of that. Thank you. And that was my conversation with this, you know, very wealthy, you know, uh, group and, and family is I said, stop funding people, put a pause. And the reason why they were asking us for our opinion, one is our experience of what we've done for years, but two, I've not asked for any money from them. Uh, it, they were funneling millions to other organizations and they were frustrated because they're still getting calls from people saying, we're doing a rescue. We have planes, wherever. And then they call us for clarification. Victor, is this true? And we go, no, it's not. They think it's true. The people think they have something, but they don't. And I just said, it's time for battlefield pause, for planning, for gathering data points of what's real and information get the master list. Uh, I mean, we're working with partners that have 10,000 people wanting to get out of Afghanistan. And we're doing it from a very high level, what we would call a tier one level, gathering information, data that's needed from intelligence and artificial intelligence. It's important that moving forward, this is done cohesive, solid planning, good leadership versus just this intensity. And we're, again, we're grateful for our partners and, and people who did the hard work to get so many people out because it was nonstop. And we, you know, we, we both put funding direction and, and, and help toward that effort. But now there's a pivot. Now there's a pivot because there are a lot of things going on. So we're just telling people, hang on a second. Yes, we appreciate the funding from individuals 
it, it is helping us to be where we are and do what we're doing uh, toward, again, the next phase of getting people out. And it's going to be harder in some ways and then easier in others. And we can't give the details of it. Right. But it's it's very important that uh, people go to our, our website page, victormarks.com forward slash Afghanistan. Thousands have visited it for real, true insight current uh, answers to questions that you're not going to hear on the media. And we would encourage people to go there. And that's Victor Marks with an X M A R X.com forward slash Afghanistan. Correct. I want to get your guys' uh, thoughts on this. This is Jen Psaki um, basically sharing as the uh, uh, over the tragic loss of the Marines and the sailors and the soldiers uh, in the bombing over there in Kabul. She basically she basically, in my opinion, she just kind of, well, that's really nothing compared to the progress we've made. I wonder what progress she's made, but, or she believes that, we, that we've that we made or they've made, but let me get your view on this. Go ahead. Thanks, Jen. Uh, on August 10th, President Biden told me, quote, I do not regret my decision to withdraw from Afghanistan. After watching the heart-wrenching transfer yesterday, is that still his position? Does he not regret the manner in which this withdrawal was conducted? Well, first, I would say that um, the men and women who gave their lives uh, and the president attended, as you noted yesterday, uh, to honor their service, honor their sacrifice and had time, uh, had the opportunity to meet a number of the family members yesterday. Uh, We can't. That doesn't take the place of, of all of the progress we've all of the work that has been done to evacuate people. 